Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting across America. Turn it up, this is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Welcome to Tuesday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go around the room. He's officially done with the 25 Whistles and the Sore Losers podcast. So now when it's time to leave work, he won't always be the last. Yeah, I'll be the first. Doubt Believe. it. Doubt Believe. it. Sure. Here he is. <laughs> Producer Eddie, everybody. Let's go. Guys, I think I'm done with this Mexican tradition I've been doing my entire life. And it's hitting a piñata. So, like, come Easter, birthday parties, ever since I was a little kid. I was going to ask that. I've I've hit piñatas, but yeah. what, when do you traditionally hit them? All, all celebrations? Any celebration. Got it. Any celebration where you can find the, uh, an excuse to buy a piñata and hit it, you do it. And you fill it up with candy, and all the kids, you either blindfold them or whatever, they get a broomstick, and they hit the crap out of the piñata until the candy falls out. And I'm like, I love this. And then, like, over the weekend, Easter comes, I buy a piñata, it's a cute little bunny, fill it up with candies, and then I watch my kids just beat the crap out of it. Arm falls off, a leg falls off, oh. the bunny's headless, and they're just loving like killing this bunny, and I'm like, is this really a good tradition? Huh. I may stop doing it because I, I the feeling I had while it was happening, I'm like, this is not good. What if it wasn't a bunny? What if it was like a piñata of I don't know Saddam Hussein? Ooh, now I'm <laughs> now, on would board. Would that change it up if it was something you hated? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like a Philadelphia Eagle since you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. That's or the what I'm Super Bowl trophy about. since you're a Cowboys fan. Yes. Okay. Well, he wants that though. But they don't ever. <laughs> he get just it. takes that and puts it on the shelf. <laughs> so I would just say I don't think you should kill. The tradition. Yeah. I think you should put things up there you don't mind killing. Okay. Because pinatas are fun. I think at my birthday party a couple years ago, there was a pinata that, that was made for me. Didn't you kill it? I missed. <laughs> they kept pulling it up. Yeah, that's the best irritates part. Irritates the crap out of me. Don't kill it yet. I say find pinatas that you hate. Okay. Or make your own. Find some bad people and like, make a pinata. Make a lunchbox head. Ooh, yeah, yeah, good yeah, idea. Yeah. Rude. All right, moving on. He made us guess the celebrity he saw in the wild, which is okay, until we found out it was the guy sitting next to him every single day. That was the celebrity, Mike Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here he is. Lunchbox, everybody. 
Oh, boy. So last week I came to you and said that the Ultima, the 05 Ultima, made me in a movie. Someone hit me on Instagram. They'll be filming a movie in their neighborhood, and they were looking for 2,000 vehicles, year 2000, that area, to park on the street for a scene. So I texted the director. I said, hey, man, I got an 05 Ultima. Would you like it in the movie? And he was like, that would be great. Send us some pictures of the Ultima. Send him a picture. And I waited. And I waited. 32 hours later, got a text back, said, oh, we got all the cars we need. Thanks. Do you think it's because your car's so beat up? I just think I waited too long, maybe. No, I think you're right, Bones. Like, they need a car that looks new New in the 2000s. Yes. Not old in the 2000s. Yes. That's Uh, what I think, too. I saw a picture of it. It's all rusty. (laughs) When are you going to get a new car? Uh, Let me see. Not anytime soon. I mean, it's still running. Yeah. No, I get it. Got gas in it. If it's running and it still feels safe to drive with the kids in it, does it? Mm, sometimes. Yeah, see? <laughs> it like just, sometimes it, I start it up and I feel like it shakes a little bit, but... I can respect it, but it, there, there comes a time when it's time to kind of just move on. Yeah, my kids do always say, Dada, your car's really dirty. Well, that's not and it, and moving yeah, on. That's, that's just you being disgusting. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the car does struggle, right? Sometimes. How many miles did it have on it? Uh, 214,320, something like that. Oh wow. And so do you ever drive your kids more than 15 minutes in it? Yeah. Like on the highway? Well, yeah, on the highway. What do and you do you feel completely safe about that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, then there you go. As long as you feel safe with them in it. I wonder how my wife feels. I don't know if she feels safe with the kids in the car and she just doesn't say anything. I don't feel anything. safe when you drive away in it. And I'm not even in it. I'm just like, oh, I ain't going to end well for him. I'm going to go ask my wife if she feels comfortable with me taking the kids in it. Because she's always like, oh, you can take my car. That's probably why. Yeah. I'm going to ask her. All right, moving on. She does the morning corny in the pile. She always tries to make a smile. Here she is, Amy, everybody. So I was driving in my car uh, with my son. I was taking him to jujitsu, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a warning light comes on, and it's red. I get warning lights, you know, I've got them before, but they're yellow, so I feel like those you can just <laughs> ignore. But when it's red, you have to pay attention. And, and yellow means keep going, but with caution. Yeah. Red yeah. means you better stop. Yeah, and it says on the screen, like, don't drive over 30 miles per hour. And I'm like, really? I mean. Why? What? What's the light look like that says? It's not a tire light? Uh-uh. It was uh, like the little warning triangle thing, red. And then it was telling me, don't drive over 30. That's what it was telling. I've never I'm, seen that one. Never in my life. I didn't even know my car had whatever was happening. And I thought, well, I mean, surely I can go a little bit over 30. If I hit. Surely. If I, I mean, if it says don't go over 30, <laughs> surely. Well, I wasn't trying to go 50 or anything. But I thought, well, if I go 31, we'll see what happens. And it starts beeping at me my son starts freaking out because he's like mom so then i try to stay at like 25 and i'm taking him and i drop him off at jujitsu and then i immediately just go to the dealership driving 25 and it's not that far so that's good and i roll up i don't have an appointment or anything i just go in and explain the situation they still don't know what it is. I have a loner. I have no idea what's going on with the car. Was it like smoke coming out from under the hood or anything, right? No, but I, I mean, I'm waiting to get the call. We'll see what's happening. I hope that it's just like a programming thing. When are you going to get a new car, Amy? I mean, that is not safe. I mean, you want to borrow the 05 nah, Ultima? come on. That could be a computer <laughs> issue. I am hoping that's what it is because I don't want it to be. I don't know. This seems like it could be a big deal. I've never heard of don't drive over 30. Me? And I, then, well, speed, don't go under 30, 40 or whatever the bus will explodes. Yeah. Oh, the what? movie Keanu Reeves. Oh, the movie. Where if you go, maybe it's 60, you go under 60, everything explodes. But other than that, I haven't heard your version of it called Slow. Yeah, and it was just beep, <laughs> beep, 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 and 
So they're trying to figure it out, but shout out, thankfully, the people that are working there were listeners because they helped me out and got oh, me a loaner. Oh, you flexed that muscle? I didn't. I didn't, you, I didn't. I didn't say anything. They said, did we listen to the show? Is she going full lunchbox on us? Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Very hey, I get kind. it, Amy. I d- Whoa, I did not say a thing. <laughs> you su- you support that? I support it. Listen, Amy, when you got to get stuff done, drop names, say, no. hey, throw throw your arms up, make a scene, let them know who you are. I didn't. Wear uh, a name tag. Good for you, Amy. Good I, for you for flexing the show. I did. All right, Ray, go ahead. <laughs> From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he drives slow like an 80-year-old. In all other areas of his life, he's pretty bold. Bobby Bones. Thank you. I want to tell you guys that I'm on this... And I mentioned it, but I'm on this anti-parasite cleanse now. And so I take a dropper of whatever, and then I take two pills three times a day, 15 days. And I'm trying to cleanse myself of these parasites that I have declared I have inside of me. I think that could have been the issue with what, but I'm just going to say this. Make sure day one and day two that you do this, if you decide to do it as I'm doing, you're not at work or anywhere. Why? Oh, no. Oh, you get it, Eddie? You open the pipes up? Boy, howdy! The dam broke. It's open. just like it's been tra- It's been hard. It's been hard. You know, it's been hard. <laughs> so, have you passed any? I don't know. My yeah. wife's asked the same thing. Have you passed anything? I'm like, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, do you check the toilet? No. Well, no. if you, no, if no, you- no, I can't run from it fast enough. <laughs> I'm out of there. Ooh, I hit it and just go. I, I'm just gonna let let it be. Okay. As a wise man once said, "Let it be, let it be." <laughs> Four of them actually. And hopefully, it's just gonna have happened. But I'm doing it right now. But I don't know how you're supposed to know. Well, if you're not, nah, it's too early in the morning for that crap. Literally, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just taking it. I don't even know that I have one, but it also says you can do it. it says that 80 percent of humans have parasites in them. That's crazy, man. Which is crazy. That's right. So I'm in the middle of that, but I'm feeling pretty good today. Are you, are you taking Parasmart? Yeah. Okay. What's up? Parasmart? How do you guys I, know what I've, in the I've world? dealt with parasites before, like long time, long time ago. Mm. That's good. No, you didn't get it from me. Interesting. This was yeah, oh, no. look at this. I, ah, no, don't don't worry. Series. Somehow I got it from Lunchbox. I don't know how. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. All right, let's go. We're here today. We're starting the show. We're glad you're here. It's at this time every morning we hear from you. We answer questions because you send them to our mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones, my husband is currently out of town on a two-week work trip. I've been enjoying having the house to myself with just me and the dog. Until last night when our dog wandered into his man cave. He has one rule. Our dog is never allowed in the man cave. Well, our dog helped himself to a baseball autographed by Nolan Ryan. Oh, no. His dad got it signed for him when he worked for the Texas Rangers in the early 90s, so he's had it forever. I can get one on eBay for under 100 bucks, except it's not personalized. The options are, should I own up to it, just tell him the dog chewed it up, or should I buy an old baseball with Nolan Ryan's autograph and forge the personalization myself? Oh, no. I have a little time before he gets back. Signed, wife who dropped the ball. <laughs> now, you want to know what you should do or what I would do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, it ain't the same thing, I don't think. Uh-uh. Okay. It, the ink has to be the same color, too, though. Like, you have to remember... And and maybe you can still see it on what the dog ate. But he's going to be upset. Oh, man. I'd probably get that ball if it's the same ink, like same size, and just write the name on it. What? And you would forge this, the autograph? I'd, no, I don't need to forge the autograph. I would forge. <laughs> yes, what he wrote <laughs> in the name. Like to That's Benji. That's crazy. That's crazy. To oh. Benji, whatever it was, if I can see it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. 
He's never going to know. Oh, oh both, both, both. When, when you get something autographed. But you don't. I have tons of stuff autographed. Never go look at it again. No, no, but he's had this since he was a kid. I know. He's and never- he probably looked at this thing thousands of times. Yeah. Like, how cool is this ball? I'm telling you, I bet oh. he never walks up and just like it examines it. I bet it's cool and he has it there. But I never. You shouldn't do what I'm saying. <laughs> I said, I said, you want to know what I would do or what I would say? What you should do is own up to it immediately and just take your lumpings and that's the end. Maybe you could put the chewed up ball in a little case and you know it's another oh, season of our life uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah he's probably going to be upset or what you can do is you can wait to tell him when he's in a really good mood about something else oh yeah yeah that way and what? squash the good mood well, no not squash the good mood but limit oh. limit how much bad mood you get I don't like that at all because well. he's finally ha- he's maybe he's happy about something and then you're like coming in with the- yeah then you don't feel the wrath as much. Here's man. another thing too, like you know I don't look at my autograph stuff very often. It could be in five years when he realizes it's chewed up. Absolutely, and then you're just like long and divorced. I mean, yes, that's right, or that. <laughs> or like I don't know what happened. Oh, that's weird. So you can get an autograph Nolan Ryan for ninety nine bucks for forty six bucks for thirty nine bucks <laughs> for hundred and two bucks. So your options are there. You just have to kind of match what the other one was. If you wrote years on it. Okay. Well, yeah, you, probably, Okay. Could she order a bunch of balls and put them in, like, have a ton? And when she goes to tell him, she's going to be like, I have something I have to tell you. And it's horrible. The dog ate your Nolan Ryan. But look, I bought you five. But I think this one's probably about I know, his dad. Yeah, I know, dad, the connection. You yeah. keep that one. I, I, guys, I understand this. But it's like, hey, now you have the chewed up signed ball and five extra balls. If he already doesn't like the dog, too, mm. oh, that's an extra wrinkle. Maybe he loves the dog. But I think you protect the dog and yep. then you get a fake one. <laughs> For the dog. <laughs> For the dog's life and honor. Uh, but that's also on you if you let the dog in there. I guess once you do tell him, maybe send the dog to a friend's house for a few days. Oh, yeah. Or <laughs> let him cool down. wait until the dog <laughs> dies of natural causes way down the line and tell him then. And you want to hear something know. funny? Yeah, you want to <laughs> go look at your ball. <laughs> Okay, what should she do? What should she do? Not what did I say. What should she do, Amy? What I said. Go buy as many balls as you can. It's expensive. Okay, (laughs) as as you can. So maybe it's the $44 one or whatever you said. And then present him with a lot of balls and tell him. I don't know. You just have to be honest out of the gate. Why not? And don't but don't do it on a day that he's really happy about something. I would else. do it then because then again no. he's not gonna be Yeah, he's not gonna be as bad. Yeah. Lunchbox? I thought you should reach out to Nolan Ryan on uh social media and see if he could personalize a ball to your husband, explain what happened. Only problem is Nolan Ryan ain't got social media. Mm-hmm. So you're just gonna have to tell him Pony, Email? Pony Express. <laughs> you're just gonna have to tell him and say, Look, I'm a bad wife. Eddie? Nothing. Just put the ball where it was and just pray to God that he never sees it. Mm. And you can see enough, it in five years. If enough years. time passes, it could be a kid's fault and they never admit it. Exactly. That's weird. Let me. You can even play with it. Let me see. Oh, what that's the, weird. I don't know what that is. What, the, what even dog was this? <laughs> like a, Wait, I don't want the dog in here. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I. You should just tell him. Get it over with. Rip the band-aid off. But I would get a fake one and write the name on it. And if your goldfish died and I was watching, I could find the same one. I'd put the gold. I'd replace the goldfish. <laughs> you better dang believe it because I want you to feel the best. It ain't about me. It's about you. I want you to feel the best. It's that memory with your dad. We can't replace that memory, but we can make sure you still feel great about it, about the ball that you got, kind of, not really, but still there. <laughs> I want you to be sad about it. Tell them the truth. All right, that's the email. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. 
I always know when two different people on the show send me an idea, something to talk about, but they have two different versions of what happened. It's going to be so good for the air. And so it's Lunchbox and Morgan number two. And they both said, hey, I want to talk about something that happened up here at the building yesterday. And so I'm going to let Lunchbox go first. Yes, thank you. And then I'm going to go to Morgan and let her tell her side of the story. So what happened? So they had a Dunkin' truck out front where they were giving away free coffee and I thought donuts. So I was like, awesome. So I go out there to get some free donuts. I'm excited. And they go, oh, no, we only have coffee, but we do have gift cards. And I said, oh, that's great because I have a family and I have kids and they would they love donuts. So I'd love to get some gift cards. You talk to them like that so yeah. nice and respectfully. <laughs> and I'm like, I used to sling donuts for a living. I used to work at Dunkin' Donuts. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, gift card would be great. And they go, we, we only have two left. And I said, oh, that's perfect. You know what I mean? And Morgan goes, no, no, no. I need one. I need one. Morgan oh, she came in like the villain. Wow. Oh, she came in and snatched so one real wow. quick. Go ahead. Like. What are you doing? You don't even have kids. Your kid, you're not taking your kids to get donuts. This isn't like a big day for them. Instead, so you took two and she got none. No, I got one. She got one because no, 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 no. But your idea was you wanted two and she got none. Yeah, because she doesn't have kids to take the donut day, and so only people with kids get a gift card. The whole point was I was going to take my kids to Dunkin'. But that's your point. Yeah, but she she was the she heard oh there's only two left and reached in and grabbed as I was about to okay. get two. Okay. So she... Why would you get two, though? For my kids. No, I know, but why would they give anybody two? <laughs> because I told them I want to bring my two kids. Well, I have three, but the younger one doesn't understand what it... Like, that way they can each give the gift card when they're paying for their donut. Makes them feel special. Teaches them about how paying at the register. Why not give them, like, a $5 bill? No, because I had okay. a... If Got one it. has a Got gift it. card and one has a, a $5 no, bill... Both can do $5 bill. No, 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 okay. no, no. So and you're upset fight. because... Because she just inserted herself in there like she was, oh, give me that gift card. She doesn't even need one. Okay, now, Morgan, Rude. your side. Yeah, so Lunchbox and I walked out there together to the food truck, and we walked up at the same time, and I was very kind, and I was willing to try the coffee. I don't even drink coffee, but I was like, hey, you guys are here, and I'm grabbing one, and the girl goes, hey, I have a gift card for each of you guys. Hands them directly to both of us. And Lunchbox tries to snatch the one out of her hand that she's giving to me and says, you don't deserve one. You don't have kids. <laughs> uh, different story. So only people with kids deserve a gift card for free donuts? Apparently. He kept repeating it. And he he would try. I was just standing there trying to talk to the girl. And he kept coming up to me and, like, trying to grab it out of my hand like we were playing a game. Was he serious? I don't know. I assume so. Okay. Everybody that's not Morgan or Lunchbox, your final thoughts. Who wins the big debate here? Amy. Morgan. Why? I mean, what, do I even have to say yeah, why? For his own sake. Hold on. Okay. Go why ahead. are you not going with me? For his own sake. Go ahead. Okay. I would just say that Morgan was present. She's the one there. She's just like you. She was handed the gift card for the people that are physically there. And just because Morgan doesn't have kids doesn't mean she doesn't get a gift card. Also, what if somebody else would have been there at the exact same time and they didn't have kids, but you didn't know them? You wouldn't have done that to them. Right. You only did that to her because you know her. I would have tried to take two. But if they were like, no, that's for her, you wouldn't have been like, well, I got kids, random person. You don't know that. I do know that. <laughs> Eddie. Look, I have four kids, right? Thank so you. I side with Morgan. That's so <laughs> dumb. Like, there were two gift cards, one for each of you. That's how it works. Yeah, you, and you don't get more just because you have kids. <laughs> I disagree. You get more back on your taxes. But not donuts. <laughs> you don't get more donuts because you have kids for that reason. If it were, show us pictures of your kids day and we'll give you a gift cards more That's than what it got different. done. Exactly. And also, I tried to let her know, you know, that I used to slang for Dunkin' Donuts, so, like, I used to work there, so it's more like I got loyalty. Morgan just is just a... 
you know, a feather in the wind. She doesn't care. She'll go to this <laughs> little shop, go to that little shop. I stay local. But their point is, and I'm glad local, you said that, they don't loyal. need your business because you're staying local and loyal. <laughs> and she, she's a feather in the wind. Maybe that gets her there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, you're completely in the right. Do you have your card? I do have it. How much was the card worth? I think it's like $5. See? <laughs> See, what? why did you see all C? She stole $5 from me. No, she I didn't. didn't steal it from you. Also, you said you get money back on your taxes. That means you have more money than I do as a single person. So take it and buy donuts with it. And you don't get more just because you have kids as far as like gift cards. Okay. I disagree, but I tried <laughs> and she stole it. And I mean, the lady had two in her hand and I was reaching for them. And here why comes would she this, give you both? It doesn't matter. And here I'm comes done. this little hand Morgan, out you of win. nowhere and goes, Thank ah, you. little grabby hands. Oh, I did not grab it. Oh, you did. Why does she have grabby hands? What is that exactly? Grab it out of that other lady's hand. She grabby hands. <laughs> oh All right, I'm done with this bit. Uh, Morgan, you win, though. Thank you. Oh. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Melissa Morris lives in Wynn, Arkansas, and a couple of weeks ago, those tornadoes ripped through her town. It was coming through. She heard the sirens, so she went into her bathroom, hid. And she was okay, but when she got out, her house was destroyed. She had lost a shed, and in that shed was a bunch of her old memories, a bunch of pictures that she lost. She was like, I'm never going to find these. Well, 150 miles away, John Ellis, who lives in Bradford, Tennessee, is walking around his that yard. far? 150 miles away. And he sees a picture. He's like, this is interesting. So he puts it on social media. He's like, does anyone know who this is? And somehow it got back to Melissa. It was Melissa's daughter's basketball picture from high school. I don't know how many years ago, but it had the high school name on the jersey. So it connected her and Melissa got her picture back. So this is crazy. So, I mean, if anyone else sees pictures out there, send them my way. To you? No, Melissa said, oh, that. said that. I can't believe a picture would blow 150 miles. I'm from a tornado. That's unbelievable. Are you sure you didn't like, land in a car and then the car drive 80 miles? <laughs> Possibly like the forest gun Got feather. Got stuck on the bottom yeah. of someone's shoe. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I get tornadoes and how big they are and how strong, but to a picture that far. Also, again, not an ad, but if you have old pictures, you should get legacy box and save them all and make them digital. Yeah. I don't even know what the code is. What's the code? Bones. Is it Bones? Yeah. You go to legacybox.com, put in the code Bones. And any old pictures that you have, just pictures on paper in general, you send them in and they'll make it digital. Even old videos. So if something like this happens, we pray to God it's not a tornado. Right. But 150 miles, I'm blown away by that. Me that too, man. I saw that number, double checked it, and like, no, that's real. Was it just one picture? It was one picture that he found, but I mean, she's got a lot of pictures out there. So, so anywhere in the 150 mile radius, <laughs> be looking for pictures of family. That's right. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts it's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. Parker McCollum, walking in studio right now. Here are three number ones that he has as of this moment. Pretty Heart. What does that say about me? To be loved by you. So why are you always angry? And this one, well, it's about to be a number one. Here is Handle on You. Tennessee and Kentucky. He's got a new album coming out May 12th called Never Enough. Born in Conroe, Texas. Worked on his grandparents' ranch, you know, spent a lot of time in Austin, Texas, is, you know, total Texas country dude who is living in Nashville now. He's obsessed with shoes and he's a good dude. And here he is now. Come on in, man. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Parker McCollum. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. It's good to see you. Do you have any lyrics people mess up all the time? Um, I have some that I mess up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked that because... Before, I don't know. I don't know why we're singing Edwin McCain when you walked in. You know, you know, I will be your crying children. That song right there. There's a lyric that goes, "I'll be love suicide." And then Amy goes, love. "No, I thought it, I've always said like your love superstar." I can see that. I'll be. I feel like that's common with hit songs because I do that songs I grew up listening to or whatever, and like years later I'll find out. I'm like. Yeah, that's what it's always said. Um, she just found, but I, we're, I'm I, being told that's Kids Bop's version, Amy. Do you listen to Kids Bop, Edward McCain? <laughs> Do you have any lyrics I, so that I, you hear people sing back <laughs> or wrong at all? That you're like, man, that that is not right at how that lyric. Because if you have none, none that means that, you enunciate perfectly and it all makes sense. I do not. I'm actually, the band calls me the king of the gibberish on stage because I'll go, I'll do, I'll sing a whole verse and never say a word of English. <laughs> but I just. Until I get back to the chorus because I can't remember the words to my own song. Do, I do you that fake nightly. that as to where the audience thinks that you're actually doing it or do they know you're doing gibberish? I would say sonically they can tell 100% that I'm not <laughs> saying the right words because they know the words to the songs. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, I'm out there. I sell it. I don't even skip a beat. Do you do the thing where you stick the microphone out there if you don't remember the word sometimes? I have before. Yeah. I do that on this show sometimes, but no listeners will yell back because they can't. <laughs> so that just makes it awkward <laughs> when no one does it. Uh, they're, hand- they're letting you down. Handle on you is crushing it. It is doing good. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I did see you tweet something a couple weeks ago where you're like, you know, I never wrote about beer maybe in a song. Or a t- I never said the word beer in a song. Yeah. So what is that about? Uh, is that I just, pur- purposeful? As a kid, you said, I'm never writing about beer. And then why'd you uh, change? No, maybe not intentional, but I just kind of dawned on me. I was, you know, thinking about this record and can it be successful in today's country music world? And, you know, what are <clears throat> so many songs about so many there are so many um, common topics in country music. It kind of gets repetitive. And so I've always tried to stay away from that. And I was kind of wondering, had I done that on this record? And I thought I had. And then I was like, well, at the same time, this I did say beer. And it's the first time I've ever said that in a song. So, what song was that on the new record? Uh, it's called Hurricane. I wrote it with David Lee Murphy. It's the lead nice. track on the record. You wrote that with Randy Rogers too, huh? Hey, Randy Rogers and John Randall. It was David Lee's song. He had written the chorus. We were just over at my house hanging out. And um, he played it. And I was like... Dang, I want to sing that. I like that a lot. Did you consider not even putting the song on the record? Mm-mm. Okay. I like it. I think it's really cool. And I I like beer songs. I like drinking songs. I have a lot of songs about drinking. I mean, I wrote a song about whiskey. never said the word whiskey, you know. just seems generic at times, and I think, you know, there's got to be a place for it, like certain words that, you know, kind of get overused. And um, it's, uh, I don't know. Have I have been, a beer song now. Have you been to a concert lately at all? Last show you've seen? Last concert that I would have gone For to. For fun. Oh. Um, Boy, that long, huh? Because you're just on the road so much. Probably John Mayer here in Nashville last year. Hallie and I went. I went to him here. It was a solo tour. A couple weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. I know you're a big John Mayer fan as well. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be tough to go to a concert when you're always out doing concerts, and then most concerts are pretty much when you're gone anyway. You ever do anything on the road, though, if you're, like, on Friday or Saturday? Do you ever, like, purposefully, if your wife's out with you, like, we're going to spend the day doing this because we don't do a lot of stuff? Sometimes. Uh, it's hard to have your wife on the road with you because uh, there's so much stuff I'm accustomed to doing on the road, and I have such a routine when I'm on tour. Um, and she doesn't, you know, she's not going to, like, work out in front of everybody in, in the bus with the guys. She actually would, I guess, but she doesn't on the road. Um, she doesn't go and play. I go play golf all the time. Um, but like we, at the same time, we'll go to a baseball game. You know, if we have a night show and there's a day game, like in St. Louis or something, we've done that. Bush Stadium. Um, you don't get to go the whole thing. You only go to a few innings. But do you worry about getting tired? Because that's always my fear on the road is that I'm going to get tired and I'm not going to be able to nail it at night. Yeah, I mean, you're you're one. You're so accustomed to just kind of going all the time. It's kind of why I have trouble sleeping when I when I'm not on the road because I'm just so used to that schedule. Um, but I don't think so. I mean, you know, your body lets you know when you're. When you need some rest, my body always screams rest. Like right now, I need rest. I would love I never some rest not right have now. I got with three. Rest. You did this? Why? I, did. Why? I just couldn't sleep. I went to the gym at like four thirty. I didn't even know they opened that early. You went to the gym at four thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. You don't try to like 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 suffer it out, like just be miserable and get another thirty minutes. No, so I did. I went and worked out and went home and slept an hour and came here. What do you do when you work out? What's your main thing? I just right now, I'm just trying to gain a bunch of weight and just lift and just see how strong I can get and how big I can get. I've look, kind of been look at my muscle. Dude, I know the first thing I noticed when I walked in, like Bobby's been lifting. Yeah, just a little, just a little something, yeah. you know. Well, you bench press. <laughs> I don't bench. Yeah, me either. Really, I don't max anyway. It's bad for your shoulders. What do you do? 
Squats? Uh, no, I've kind of got this arthritis in my knee lately. Um, I think from playing golf, maybe, and haven't uh, haven't been doing legs a whole bunch. I just started about a week ago, so I'll do like real lightweight squats, but a lot of lunges, a lot of machine legs. Um, How do you feel about people shirtless in the gym? Uh, it means it depends. Like, I don't want to be at Lifetime with the, with your shirt off. That's that's not the right vibe there. I agree with that. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It is not the right vibe. But there are gyms, you know, like old school, just strictly iron gyms, which I enjoy. We find on the road pretty often. You ever box? I did a little in high school. Um, you know, the workouts are incredible, but I was I never had I had no business trying to beat somebody up. You're a pretty big dude, though. How, how tall are you? Six three. How much you weigh? Two fourteen. He's like. A, like a linebacker. Yeah, so yeah, what's yeah. your goal? But I've never, I've been 193 pounds for, I mean, 20 years. Let me see. Take your shirt off. I'm kidding. <laughs> the crap. <laughs> I wish I could keep a straight face and just do it. And just be like, yeah, man. And I'll be like, no, man, I'm I just kidding. Just I'm just kidding. I kind of got a little belly right now because I've been eating and trying to bulk and get so, and gain so much weight that like my pants are kind of tight. Hallie was like, you have a belly. What, is she, what does she think about your body? Does she like you? muscular or thin or because my wife wherever i am she wants me to feel good even if she knows i'm kind of gross she'll be like i like it right now even with your pooch and i'm like that's not true well that's what she's supposed to say too yes um i i don't know i think she it's not really she, she doesn't really um say anything about it she just is like you got a little chunky check these out on me <laughs> man gun yeah. i'm telling you when i walked in i'm like bobby's you know you have how does that make you feel why would you why would you make that up <laughs> Because he just followed along. Hey, oh, well. Well, we're going to come back with Parker in a second. We okay. have some real stuff to talk about. I do want to mention the tour, some additional dates this fall. So every time I, I told you this, every time I look at your pictures from on the road, I, I pinch and zoom in. And like I every seat's that. full. It's been good. It's it's uh, My career is as good right now as, it, as it's ever been. And honestly, it's a lot bigger than I ever really uh, dreamed about when I was a kid. To make you feel good? Certainly. Or does it make you feel anxious, like a, there's a new pressure? A little anxious at times. Uh, you just want to deliver and, and uh, you know, your life changes. And, you know, I mean, it, you, the older you get, right, the more responsibility you have and you still have a full career to run. So um, that's kind of where some of the angst comes from. But um, I don't know. I mean, you it's up to you. It's all mental. You know, if you want to handle it and step up to the plate and deliver, yeah. the opportunity's there. Boom. Yeah. Because I, I didn't really want to handle it, but now I will. That's the motivation. He's like, suck it up, loser. <laughs> okay, man, you got it. Uh, Parker does an awesome live show. ParkerMcCollum.com. We're going to come back with Parker in a second. New tour dates are up all the way through. I mean, it's like two pages of dates. Dang, you're going to be so rich when this tour's over. Hey, all by the way, the way, your band. My band. Oh, the Raging Idiots. Badass. Thank you very much. Loving, I'm sorry if I said no, that. You, that's show, all right. I appreciate that. Really cool. And I listened. I was on the plane when they sent me the, um, the edit for... Um, for the TV show, the show, yeah, and I was like, "That's all you, bro." Blown away, dude. It's it's. I had you know, I had my drummer after sound check. I had my drummer come to the show. I said, "You need to come see this boy hit the cans." Oh, I thought it was because he's like, "You need to jump in real quick because they're uh, not good." I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "You need to come." Yeah, see I this appreciate boy hit the that. Cans. He's, we really, you know, we're, we're as dumb as we are, and Eddie and I are. Our band is awesome. They're, that's what I always say. I say I'm the least talented person on our stage by far. I large. didn't say that though, and you said I meant. Did you see what just happened? He goes, I say. Okay, I hear you. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Parker McCollum. Can you fix stuff? Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'll I'll take it on. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fix this. But most of the time I'm like, I just don't even want to deal with it. And you're gone you know? so much. I assume when you get home, you don't want to have to fix mm-hmm. the dryer. No, there's, it's, there's like a, there's a fine line, you know, like the doorknob or, 
you know, some stuff like that, I can be pretty handy. But once it gets into the electrical stuff, I'm like, like my my father in law is really good with electricity. Thank God, and he does all that for me. You mow the yard ever? Uh, no, I just I'm about to buy a lawnmower. I bought this new house, and it's got a huge yard, and um, and I was like, I'm gonna buy. Hallie was like, you're never gonna be home to mow. I'm like, I know, but when I am, I want to. So you like mowing? I just I like anything working outside. Yeah, not me. I like the internet. You don't like to sweat? Not anymore. I sweat <laughs> working out, but I'm I'm good. I don't need I. Used, when the money's good, baby. I did maintenance on a golf course forever, mowed all yards forever. I'm all good. But like a week or two ago, you, you spent like three hours cleaning up your backyard. Because there was a storm. You had to do it. Oh. Bad storm. Yeah. And I spent, but you, you had to get some satisfaction from that. I uh, just sent a picture to my wife being like, <laughs> Look what I did. literally, that's all I cared about was I wanted to get it done because it was a that's disaster. Cause had, but then I sent it before. I said, oh, man, look at this. It's a mess over here. And then she went, dang, that is terrible. And I went, but here's what I just did. And I sent it after. <laughs> so smart. Like part two. Yeah. And then she, was, she thought I was so sexy. Yeah. Dude, you, I'm, she didn't I wouldn't, agree, I wouldn't disagree <laughs> yeah, with she her. She didn't think that at all. I wouldn't disagree <laughs> with her. I saw you giving a tour of your bus on Instagram. You got a new bus? I did. See, that's exciting. It's very exciting. So, but you designed, how do you design a bus? What are you designing exactly? I mean, when I say I designed it, I took a bunch of screenshots of some other buses and I said, I want to do this, 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 and this. Um, that's kind of when I started building. I just, once I had my own, I'm like, all right, now I know how I want to do it. So when you buy a bus, do you just... You like go to the bus lot? Uh, I did not. I'll never car buy a bus. Oh, oh, okay. But you designed a bus you didn't buy? Yeah, they let you build it. Dang, I need to do that. Just like for one, one trip. I'll design it. Go on one trip. I'm good. You could. It's there. It's 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 expensive though, dude. But my my thing is always, you know, that's where I spend so much of my time. It's my home on the road. So yeah. if you're gonna put money anywhere, you want to put it to where you're comfortable and and it's it's nice, dude. I'm very. I have not regretted it one time. Is it true? And I think this is probably true that it just shows what kind of guy you are that. You turned down your dad's offer to buy you a bus early on in your career. Mm-hmm. Why did you turn that down? Uh, man, I, I feel like I was pretty aware when I was a kid of, of especially kind of the Texas music scene and the guys that I like grew up really idolizing and, you know, the whole mantra, their their whole reputation. It goes all the way up to Willie is road warriors and doing it the hard way and, and paying your dues and earning it. And uh, that was I really paid a lot of attention to that when I was a really little kid. And um, so when I really kind of started touring and trying to do it for a living – you know, my dad's just a businessman. He's not in the music business. He's in the car business, but he's a numbers guy. You know, and he was like, man, I'll buy you in ears, buy you a bus. All this stuff. And I'm like, I was like, it's never going to work like this. I'll always be looked at as, you know, the kid whose dad bought him a music career. That was like really heavy on my mind. I was like, I want to go out and I'm going to do it the hard way. And if you're good enough, you know, you can make it. So you had to cancel a couple shows back in February because you were sick. Your mm-hmm. voice was shot, which happens. How sick and how far did you have to get until you were like, oh, I have to, because I know you don't want to cancel anything for any reason whatsoever. Well, it, you know, people forget it. It's like, you know, you lose a lot of, uh, you're paying a lot of people to be there. You're going to lose a lot of money canceling a show. Like you only do it if you, if you're, you know, I've done it before. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to play the show and go out there and it is garbage. And these people paid their hard earned money to come see you and they're not getting what they paid for. Um, but I had, I was actually feeling a little better when we canceled that show, but I had gone out and sang three nights in a row, dog sick, like nasty sick. I mean, yakking up stuff on the stage and not good. And so by the fourth day I was like, okay, like I'm, this is, this is too much. And so we, we just went back and made it up though. It was epic. It's a great yeah, show. I, and I saw that's what reminded me of it, but I, that's a great point that you brought up is that it does cost you money to cancel a show. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're like, oh, I don't feel like working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cancel it yeah. and everything's the same. No, 
Everybody you brought on the road, the whole crew, all the, the forty the, crew and buses and eighteen wheelers and everything. We're there, ready to roll. They're loading in. And I'm like, I can't go. To, there's no way I can go tonight. You ever run? What I'll do sometimes run to like a minute clinic, get a steroid shot. Oh yeah, I Did, lived on steroid pills last oh, year. It saved, but then I feel terrible. Yeah, like two days later. Mm-hmm. Play but, good golf though. You do? You ever hit a golf ball on prednisone? No. What does that do? Because I'll start. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But you swing a lot harder in the ball, and you. I've played the best golf I've ever played in my life is after like singing on steroid pills. Wow. He's really selling that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I like it. Prednisone. Uh, your album comes out in May. What's like? Why should we be excited? Dude, I don't know, Bobby. I'm so weird about putting records out. I get real beside myself. Every record I've put out, I always leave the studio feeling like I missed big time and. All three of them have done, you know, considerably well for me, even though I felt that way every time. And hopefully this way will be the same t- same way. But I don't know. It's a lot, dude. It's, songwriting for me is such a, um, you know, it kind of, it's hard, it's a hard on my mind um, writing songs. And I, the places that I try to go to to write songs and where I write them from, you know, it's not just, you know, kind of easy stuff. So, Do you ever feel um, too vulnerable? Like I put too much out no, there? No, there's a, there's a song on this record. It's a piano ballad, and I'm like, I don't think I'll ever get more vulnerable than that song. But What's um, that one called? Just so I can be Have ready. Your Heart Again. Okay. Remember that for when he comes back next month. Have Your Heart Again. We're going to make him cry. Yeah. We're going to bring a piano in. I'm going to play it, and he's going to cry because <laughs> he's going to hear it. It's got a big falsetto in it. Pl- really? You go up high? Have Your Heart Again. That's pretty close. It seems Come like on. you've heard it before. Come on. All right, so album comes out May 12th. We'll talk to you when the record comes out, but let's talk about the tour real quick because you put up a bunch of bunch of new shows. Mm-hmm. How long is your set? Full Parker uh, night? 90 minutes. What's your first song on the set list? To Be Loved By You. Oh, you come out with a hit. Mm-hmm. Get tickets to the show. A uh, bunch of new dates at it. ParkerMcCollum.com. A lot of great openers. Corey Kent, who's awesome. Katie Offerman, love her. Larry Fleet. I mean, Randy Rogers band some. It's just a... Larry Allen's opening for us in Dallas. Really? At Dos Equis. That's got to be super cool for you. I've never met him. I can't wait to meet him. I'm very excited. Doesn't he have like a whale penis or something in his house? A Excuse what? me? What is it, Morgan? Yes, is he, he does. Is like that? He, well, he, well, it's not his. It's uh, oh. yeah. his, it's his collection. He likes to keep them. In, and the reason he does is because he says if anybody ever robs him, he wants to grab that. And that, he wants that to be the story that he hit him with a whale penis. <laughs> what? What on Ask him about that, Parker. <laughs> I've been I've been on the show a few times now, and that's the best moment that, yeah. that I've had on this show. There it is. Mm. Parker McCollum. Take it to ParkerMcCollum.com. Uh, handle on you, crushing it. Going to be a number one, and that's it for today. Parker, good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Right, there he is. Parker McCollum, everybody. Y'all wild. <laughs> this is Raysa from Minnesota. I have a TV recommendation that you all need to watch ASAP. It's Jury Duty on Amazon Prime slash Freebie. It is so good. It's films like The Office following a jury through a case, but the case and jury are all actors except for one juror who really thinks he's on jury duty. And I mean, I have not laughed this hard in forever. It just came out on Friday, I think, and everyone needs to go watch. My wife was telling me about this show. I haven't watched it, but she says we have to watch the show because only one person isn't in on it. And so I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience score is a 98%, which wow. is super high. Wow. The reviewer score is 38. Yeah, they're, oh. they're all like, hey, hoity-toity. Yeah, Look at us. I don't like funny things. I'm a stupid <laughs> idiot. Yeah. Uh, jury duty. Okay, I appreciate that. That's the second person that's recommended that to okay. me, so I'll be sure to check it out. Here's Amy's pile of stories. This story is for Eddie. If you struggle with road rage, oh. well, <laughs> put 
peppermint oil in your car or peppermint air freshener or eat a peppermint patty while you drive. <laughs> or go to therapy. What do you, wait, wait, hold on. Back to the peppermint. So this is like a smell that's gonna, supposed to make me calm when people drive like fools on the road? A new study found that the scent of peppermint can reduce aggressive driving behaviors. So road rage may be relieved. Oh. To be fair... I'm a vigilante. No, you're not. What? We all drive like idiots. Sometimes we don't even know we're driving like idiots. Mm -hmm. Remember when you didn't have a blinker that was working? You were just cutting people (laughs) off like crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they could have thought you were being an idiot and a bad driver, but it wasn't. There was a mishap with your car. So we all, I'm just going to say it again, we all make not the best decisions while driving. Some of us more than others, Amy, but the rest of us, (laughs) we still do mess up. You pull in the middle sometimes and people can't get through and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Then you don't look up. You just look at your steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, that's so embarrassing. We all mess up. So if somebody cuts you off, just think, oh, that's accidentally been me before, too, and I didn't even realize it. Okay. Also, peppermints. Inhale Sniff the peppermints. Yes. Sniff it. Okay. We need to buy Eddie some peppermint oil. Okay, Bobby, I have small gestures that are going to earn you bonus points with your wife. Small gestures. Hmm. Go ahead. This is from Ask Men. Let me see if I do them. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, hello and goodbye kisses. Yeah, but I leave way early, and she doesn't like it when I wake her up with a kiss. Oh. She doesn't like anti-sleeping beauty. Because that's where, you know, did, did they wake sleeping beauty up with a kiss? Yeah. She doesn't like sleeping beauty then. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, me either. Okay. <laughs> cuddles. Yeah, we cuddle. It's fine. She cuddles me mostly. I'm oh, the little spoon. No. Basically every night. You could have just left that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, little things like, you know, putting a little note on, like, the mirror for her or on her computer that she'll find. Mm. I don't do that mm-hmm. one. Like on a post-it? Do you ever do that? Yeah, I wrote notes, but I think if we write notes, sometimes I'll send her an email at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's not writing No, email. no, it is because it's like a nice email. It's, like a, <laughs> it's not like, hey, I need you to pay this bill. It's like, hey, I really enjoyed this. You look really nice. Interesting. It, it, the little thing could be, yeah, slipping yeah. something into her bag so she sees it when she gets to work, and it makes me think about how... The I, problem is she lost one that I wrote her a long time yes, ago. Yes, that you told that story at your wedding. Yes. That was like your... What was that, your speech? Your Part of it. Vows? Yeah. I wrote her one. I was like, when's she ever going to say she saw this real note? Then it was never in her bag. Turns out it had fallen out and I found it way later. Same. No. Yeah. Chores. Yeah. Uh, you could do chores. No. What? You did. You cleaned up after the storm. That's true. That's kind That's of that one. That's show, the one. Show show appreciation. I do a lot of dog stuff. Oh, yeah. I try to do better than that. Yeah. Okay. Better Affection than. for no reason. Yeah. Uh, letting her sleep. Yeah. Well, sometimes. And then um, leading her through a crowd. Like if you're at a busy place, like you being like, I got this, babe. She leads me through a lot of crowds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's like, yeah, I got this. And hold on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, what else? Uh, Trisha Yearwood had to put out a warning to her fans yet again. She is not endorsing any sort of keto gummies. But there are some ads out there that are like so legit that she had to put out this full-blown statement that she has never been a part of, endorsed, or anything for these keto gummies. It's a weight loss scam. Don't fall for it. Why do they say she is? Are they using her picture? Is it a fake? Yeah, they're exploiting her name, her face, her voice. Wow. Um, overall likeness without permission. Like her it's a voice. really big. Dang. How do you do that? Like, yeah, you're gonna get sued. caught. <laughs> I guess you can do it until they sue you, cease and desist. Wow. Yeah, there's fake ads all over TikTok, Facebook. Maybe people are calling. I've never endorsed a single thing in my life. All of a sudden, (laughs) every time I turn the radio on, it's me like, hey, what are you here for? That's really you. (laughs) No, it's really me. (laughs) All right, is that it? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 
There's this 52-year-old nerd in Phoenix, Arizona. Why He's, you got to start with nerd? A nerd. Are you saying that? Is this some sort of lunchbox yeah, this is editorial? Me. Okay. This is my editorial. I'm adding my own commentary to the story. Okay. He, he is out playing Pokemon Go. That's why he's a nerd. He's 52 <laughs> years old. And who knew Pokemon Go was still a thing? Well, you did. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm cool. I'm hip. Like anyway, I'm, that says they're hip, not hip. I'm the in crowd. <laughs> Go ahead. This is the out crowd. So he's out doing Pokemon Go, and he comes across a 15-foot-long spoon that had been stolen from the local Dairy Queen. This was in the news because they couldn't find the spoon. Yeah, three dudes on a motorcycle took the spoon and ditched it behind the middle school, and this guy's out playing Pokemon. I don't know what you're trying to get, a Go-Get? What, what are they called? What's his name? Uh, Pikachu. That's his name. A uh, Pikachu. And he finds a spoon, and he's able to return it to the people at the Dairy Queen, and it was going to cost them $7,000 to replace it. So they said, hey, as a reward, we're going to give you... Every single blizzard that's on the menu, you can come by once a day and get a blizzard. Hey. Once a Oh, cool. For, the summer, for all the summer flavors, you can try all of them. Oh. But I was like, oh, if it's going to cost them $7,000 to replace it, give them $7,000. No, or they yeah. just go out a new one then with that logic. Okay, like, then give them 3500 They're giving him. He wasn't doing it for a prize. I know. He was, he was out it. trying to find a Pikachu. <laughs> and who knows? Just say that out loud. Uh, you I mean, went and stood in line to meet a teen mom at yes, a book signing. But I'm not 52 years old. Basically, you look it. Cool. <laughs> got him. <laughs> you know, you look it. But okay, uh, good for him. He turned it in. Now he's got free DQ. What do they want? To, what's that big spoon for? Like they use it in the restaurant? The, yeah, it's yeah, in front it? of the DQ. Yeah. Oh, well, hilarious. I call, DQ, I call it Dairy Queen still, but I know DQ's the name. <laughs> so yeah, he returned the spoon. But I just remember being in the news for like three days looking for the spoon. Yeah, and they hilarious. even made shirts at the restaurant. They were handing them out. Where's my spoon? Oh. Funny. Well, they got it. I got right, it. There it, you go. That, and yes, anything else that's good? Like, no, I feel like you came into this negatively. I had no idea if he found the Pikachu or not, but he got the spoon back and he said, I don't even want the blizzards. <laughs> okay. There good you have him. it. Good for him. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a voicemail from Jesus in Arkansas. I was just wondering, I know most of you guys are married. I was just wondering if you have any, or any of you guys have any dating advice. I'm 27 years old. I'm currently putting, trying to put myself back out there. Haven't had any luck yet. I was just wondering if you have any advice that can help me with it. Love your show. Thanks. Well, we can't solve the problem because if so, we'd be billionaires. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus, it's hard and you're not going to have success. And then occasionally you'll get a blip, then you'll not have success. But that's dating. It's just being unsuccessful a lot. It's like being a hitter in baseball. If you can bat 300, you go to the Hall of Fame, not 500 or 700. That's three out of 10. So I'm saying you got to go out there by putting yourself out there. You got to go to places where there are like minded people. Maybe that's church. Maybe that's a bar. Maybe that we go whatever. Maybe you want to volunteer somewhere. And it's okay to do even volunteer just to meet people, too, because the volunteering is still happening. Don't feel guilty. <laughs> That's true. You're still doing it. Uh, Jesus, the answer is not comfortable, but it is you got to put yourself in uncomfortable places and be willing to be rejected unless you're going full apps all the time. And even then, you can get rejected. You just don't really know it. They just don't like you back. Mm-hmm. So all I want to do instead of telling you how to do it is to say just keep keep trying and the more you're unsuccessful, the more you're learning, and the more it's a numbers game, eventually somebody will say yes. It's not a fun picture. I'm glad I don't have to do it anymore. I mean, I think recently we talked about confidence, and confidence is just trying. That's it. So he, the, he's confident. I can tell. There you oh, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got to start having this conversation about you at some point. When are oh, you getting out there, Amy? No, not. Okay. Well, I said at some point, not right yeah. now. At some point, we'll have to have this conversation. Maybe Amy and Jesus. Maybe this is hey, all. Hey, now you're talking. At some point. All I'm right. shadowing. Time, time now for the morning corny. The morning corny. Why did the egg hide? Why did the egg hide? It was a little chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. Sources say the FBI, along with other federal agents, entered the wrong Boston hotel room. They were doing a training exercise, but they went in the wrong room. And so apparently they 
grabbed a dude who wasn't in on the exercise as a pilot. <laughs> he had no idea what was going on because he was asleep. They handcuffed him. They interrogated him for nearly an hour before they realized, oh, you're not who we thought <laughs> oh, you were. No. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, That's a nightmare, isn't that? It yeah. happened on the 15th floor of the Revere Hotel on Stewart Street. Late Tuesday night, FBI and Department of Defense agents banged on the door to room 1505 and said, let us in. A Delta Airlines pilot who was a guest at the hotel, was sleeping inside, woke up, opened the door. Agents barged in. As soon as he opened, they shoved it open, threw the handcuffs on him. He's in his 30s. They put him in the shower and interrogated him. Oh, my oh goodness. My. It was more than 45 minutes before they took the handcuffs off. They, they did apologize. Oh, <laughs> oh good. boy. Payday. Nice they were conducting a training operation and a mock interrogation for if it had to happen. And I guess when he kept going, it's not me, it's not me, they thought the person would always say it's not them. Are they like, dang, this guy's good. They were like, we can't break <laughs> <Yeah>. him, boss. <laughs> The agents were doing this, uh, and then while they were, the hotel security was notified about the incident. They called Boston police because they didn't know what was going on either, and it shows officers wearing body cameras and talking to other officers that were doing... It was just like the Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. <laughs> like, you're me, me, you. EMS was called to evaluate the pilot who refused treatment. He said he needed to talk with his employer before commenting. Dang. From CBS News. Just imagine... You could you're asleep and you wake up, and you're, huh? You're already not there fully because you're half asleep. What? Don't click. You have to be like, what did I do? What? Huh? What have I been involved in? How did I get framed? Oh, I'd have been going in every direction. I would think I'm still sleeping. Like, I'm in a dream. Like, and I oh, can't I get would. out of it. I would <laughs> no, I think you'd wake up pretty quick. Like, this is the worst <laughs> real life ever. Once I was on the air, and I don't know if you guys were in the room with me when I got pulled off the air by the FBI. Were you Lunchbox? I believe I was. Were you with me yet? Yes, but I was in North Carolina, so uh, I was you doing just heard a show it. from my house. Mm. So I'm on, dude, nothing. I, knew I don't no, know this story. I knew nothing about anything. We're on the air. It's like 8.30 in the morning. And all of a sudden, someone comes up to the studio door and goes, hey, we need you to come with us. And I'm like, I'm on the air. They were in suits. I thought it was like a salesperson. I ain't going anywhere for a salesperson. And they go, no, we need you to come with us right now. Boom, badges, FBI. And I'm like, what? I'm on, I'm on the air. So I'm like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> this is Bones. You know, I hit one of our little clips. <laughs> this is Bobby Bones show. And I'm like, wait, what? And so I remember whomever, maybe like Carlos, our producer at the time, I was like, just play songs. Keep this thing going until I come back. I don't know what's about to happen. They walked me all the way down the hall. And I'm being Mr. Funny. I'm like, ah, what's this? Some kind of prank show? What's happening here, guys? Except I'd never been pulled off the air in the middle of a segment. And so we walked to what was the general manager's office. But I noticed we got closer to all the windows you can normally see in. They were covered with newspaper. And I'm like, well, that's weird. And I walk in. They take me to the very back of the general manager's office with a little table. And they said, we need you to have a seat right here. And I'm like, are you guys really the FBI? And they're like, yes, we are. We need to ask you some questions about threats to the president of the United States. And I was like, what? Threats? And then in my mind, I'm going, what did I say? Then I started to think it is me for sure. But I wouldn't have said anything, but I thought I just would make a joke. I would have made a joke or something. It was a bad joke. And I'm like, what did I say? What did I say? What did I say? And I'm trying to think of anything. I just cannot recall because I wouldn't do it on purpose. Did I make any sort of joke? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And they're like, did you say that the, the whatever? And I said, no, I didn't say that. They said, okay, but did you write it? And they handed me a sheet of paper. And they said, read this here. And I'm like, no. Then I realized it wasn't me, but I thought... Somebody was pinning it on me and I was going to end up in Guantanamo. Oh. <laughs> and so in my mind, that's where I am being waterboarded in Guantanamo because, and I'm like, no, I didn't write this. They're like, well, somebody, 
under your name wrote this threat about the president of the United States. And I'm like, I did not write that. There is no way. Look at my computer. You can go through it. You can even look to my history. I don't let anybody do that. I said, I have not sent that. We probably did this little dog and pony show for, it felt like three hours, but maybe 12 to 15 minutes. And I'm scared to death because you, I have two FBI agents sitting at a table across from me saying, are you sure you didn't write this? And I, I am sure, but I'm also questioning it. I've done a lot of stupid stuff. I'm like, I don't, I'm on WWE message boards. I'm on, but not that one. So it turns out after they had gotten from me what they needed, they go, okay, we knew it wasn't you, but we had to go through What do you mean you knew it wasn't me? That's crazy. But they had to go through all of the steps they needed to do and ask all the questions, keep the same pressure on me. And I'm like, you did, you, you, you just push on people even though you know? I didn't say this out loud in my mind. Yeah. You just push even though you know I didn't do it? Turns out somebody was trying to get me in trouble and have, basically I got swatted, but I got FBI'd. Oh, Dang. Yeah. Good way to put it. But they knew who it was, but they still had to come put the screws to me to make sure I didn't do it. I, they cleared on that and they went and arrested somebody else. Wow. Good thing you didn't crack, just to crack. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> it was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> just I should have never done it. Stop sorry. asking me. I'm messing with the car. <laughs> That's what happens to some people. Yeah. Right? yeah for I sure. I was scared to death. Like, I really was just, I was frightened that I was going to jail for something I didn't do or something I didn't remember doing. And I was taking different sleep medications at the time. I don't think that didn't pop up in my head that I'd, but I just wouldn't write that about the president, regardless of who the president is. One time I had the IRS show up to my door, except they didn't look like IRS, full suits, drop badges. IRS is badges. Oh, wow. They came to my house. And so you mind if we come in? Uh, what are you guys doing here? What's, what's the deal? What were the IRS? I pay my, I pay my taxes. Like, I'm sure happy to let you guys in. Boom, badges again. I've only been badged like three times like that ever. And I'm like, IRS has badges? Let them in. They say, hey, it looks like you've been hacked. Someone got access to all your files. And because of you, they're obsessed with you. They've also accessed people around you. And so it was a whole situation. Yeah, press charges against that person. Yeah, it came to my house. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, crazy. So because someone was so obsessed with me, they decided to check out the money of everybody else too. Wow. And decided to get in everybody else's personal records. That one, we, that, one was, that was a real one. We went after that one. We went full Rocky Four on that one. Ameri- yeah. Hey, America, Russia, America won. <laughs> Wasn't a Russian, but it was a villain. <laughs> okay, we got that one. <sighs> okay. Anyway, I feel bad for that pilot. I empathize for that pilot. Ish. Is he going to get paid? I don't think the FBI is going to break him off any money. If it was another business, probably. But I don't think the FBI is going to. Government do doesn't do that. Nah, not really. <laughs> not really like, at all. Sorry, this is for this is going to keep yeah. you safe somehow down the line. We yeah. were. <laughs> We work to keep you safe. I'm weird. It's weird that the hotel didn't know. Well, they have to let somebody in. I mean, they don't have to let somebody in. You can just go in a hotel. I know, but you think if you're doing an operation, you at least let them know. It seems like this could get real dangerous real quick. I don't think you let a worker at a hotel know that you're coming in to do a practice operation. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just picturing like people. Hey, I've been been in one of these operations. I'm going to tell you, ain't nobody (laughs) knowing until the last minute. I always thought it'd be fun to try to break a world record at some point. And then I just get lazy because I'm like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> or I ain't doing that. Or there's no way I could do that. But this dude's trying to break the world record and stay awake for 11 days. Mm. You're going to not know who you are, what your hands do. 11. You're going to know which way to pee. You're going to know who your mom is. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be hallucinating like crazy. So a guy is trying to break the record of 11 days. He says this experiment will allow him to access different parts of his brain and achieve something akin to enlightenment. 
Hmm. Guinness no longer monitors sleep deprivation because it's dangerous. Yeah. There's a 1986 record with almost 19 days without sleep. Huh. He's That's over, crazy. Oh, man. He's over there hitting 11 or close to 11. But even that, for me, I don't know, day and a half? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget who you guys are after a day and a half. 12 hours, man. Oh, man. So that's what's up. He, again, his goal is one day to beat the 19-day one. But how do you even stay alive? That doesn't make sense. Guinness, no longer. And they come out and say it again. We don't want anything to do with this. If you people are trying to, this is not a record. We even put in our, you know, I guess they don't do it in the book. Maybe it's a book. <laughs> they wouldn't put it online anymore because we don't want people trying to break it. What's the longest you ever stayed awake? Me, maybe two days? Yeah, no, probably. Only because I had a slumber party or something. Yeah. <laughs> College, going out, school, test. That's yeah. when you were younger or like when you were older? <laughs> you know, probably older. I didn't have a lot of friends when I was younger. <laughs> so probably older. There's this dude and he's being just crushed online because the woman he married looks very similar to his daughter. Uh-oh. Let me read this to you though before you go crazy. So his name's Chris. He's 44. He met Savannah, who is 28. She came to work at the salon that he owns. Chris was going through a divorce. His daughter had already been born. Savannah had no interest into getting in a relationship with this dude, and so until later. Now, I don't know. I'm looking at the pictures here. Do they look identical? How's the daughter now? Wait, what does that? Oh does that boy! Mean? The, mom, oh the daughter boy. looks like she could be what 22, 23 lunchbox. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I can't really. T- the daughter's definitely twenties. I can't tell who the daughter. Oh, is. I'm gonna tell you the why. Oh I see them God. next to each other. I don't know which one's the daughter and which one's not. Oh wow! They look like they could be sisters. But yeah. I also don't think that he's with her because I think the mom probably looked like the daughter, and his type is this blonde, yeah. this pretty blonde. And so obviously they have a daughter that looks like that. I don't think he's trying to get with somebody that looks like his daughter. I think he just. That's his type. Yeah, because like even if you have a daughter and and she's gonna look like your wife a little bit. That's what I'm. That's it, my point. Yeah, there, like, in general. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah, but it looks. I mean, this is. Huh. I, I can't. Is that oh. the wife or is that Let the me daughter? See. No, I couldn't tell. Either. I assume the that's one the holding daughter. the baby is the. Guys, I think the daughter has braces. Like I think that's <laughs> the picture I see doesn't show braces. But she that one, a, I do see braces there now, oh though, on gosh. a different picture. <laughs> no, wait, or is that who he's married, Mike? That's what I think he's married to because she has Eddie, a ring on her oh, finger. That's More crazy. braces he married. That's crazy. <laughs> right, because there's a ring on that finger. Yeah, I see that. Okay, so here's what I want to say about this oh, dude. Oh, boy. I don't think we should jump on him because the woman he married <laughs> looks like his daughter. His daughter looks like his ex-wife. Oh, man, it's the order, though, dude. It's the order. No, I hear you. It went one, two, <laughs> that three feels a little clunky. Yeah. But you're right. When they're beside each other, you almost can't tell the difference. But he definitely has a type. That's that's the end of the story. He has a type. Okay. <laughs> but boy, that is bizarre, huh? There's a woman who sleeps in a dog crate, and she calls it her safe space. She's a 21-year-old, and she shows the crate that she sleeps in. She calls it her safe space. She has fuzzy blankets, stuffed animals, lighting. It's got about a million views on the video here. And... I get it. Sometimes you like to be in a little space like that. Now, dog crate, it's the cage. It's the same one that Stanley and Eller have. And we never shut the door, but they were crate trained. So they just go and hang out in there with the door open. Like, it's their safe place as well. Maybe she was crate trained. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But she's 21 years old. Yeah, if you see this girl and she's like, hey, here's my dating profile. And this is me hanging out in my dog crate. <laughs> no. No chance. So here's the idea. We have a wheel. 
We bring a dog crate in. Oh, my goodness. What? Hilarious. Who, whomever loses has to do the show from the dog crate. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, laying in there? Like what? A, All of us? No, no, one We're person. No, the wheel. all of us are on the wheel? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Let's go. I don't think bro, I can bro. fit in that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, those things have... are huge. Oh, no. they're big. I mean, but you would also get... Eddie, you're not bigger than I am. You think you can fit in one of those? Yes. I, I'm taller than you, and I could fit in one of those. Okay, all right. Let her I've rip. Got, I've got in one to the point where, like, if Eller's sick or she's... Like, I kind of get in and, like, hey, yeah. I don't get all the way in. Okay. <laughs> well, this girl's all the way in. This is interesting. She has little Christmas lights and everything around it. Yeah, she's a weirdo. So why don't we do this? Why don't we spin the wheel tomorrow? Oh, boy. Loser, we'll have to do an hour of the show in the dog crate. We'll get a microphone down. We'll see how it it feels. Dang, okay. Just because you get unlucky on the wheel, I feel like it should be a punishment. No, that is not what we're going to do. We're not going to punish somebody sticking in a dog crate because I don't want that. Yes. I don't want to have HR on, on me. And we can put blankets in there, right? Like this yeah. girl? Yeah. Okay. And a teddy bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to bring your own teddy bear? BYOT. BYOT. I'm going to bring my jammies. Okay, so it's more so we're looking at this. It's like an experiment to see if she's onto something. Yeah, but you also lost the wheel. So <laughs> You're in the dog crate. You're in the dog house. Maybe we just have it here, and if somebody's in the dog house, they no. go. No. <laughs> no. No. That's, that's like you said earlier, But HR. they can put themselves in. Mm. Voluntarily, oh, yeah, yeah. yes. Amy's having a bad day. I want to go in the yeah, dog. I'm going to go in the dog. I want to go in the doghouse. I mean, what if it is comforting? Mm-hmm. Okay, so tomorrow we'll spin the wheel, and then maybe I don't know. Later on this week, we'll okay. have somebody oh, do it for now. All right. Hilarious. Okay. That's you know when people say, well, "What's the content these folks do nowadays?" Yeah, this is what we're down. I want to. them to take a look. We're sticking people in a dog crate. <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get to the news. Bobby's Big Stories. An exotic meat dealer now sells lion meat for $50,000 a pound. Whoa. Whoa, what? That's money. Yeah, that's a lot. I guess I thought lion meat. I'd like to try that. You would? Yeah. So I mean, I don't want a lion killed just so I can eat it. But if you're eating it, it makes them kill other lions. I know, that's not good. So I'd like to try it just because lion meat, but I don't want a, a lion well, to die they kill for me. cows and you're okay with that. Yeah, that's what they're there for, you know? That's like their, their whole point. Well, that's because we made it their whole <laughs> right, point. Right, right. <laughs> and says his customers love it, but he goes out of the way to protect their privacy. It's legal to sell lion meat because it's on the vulnerable species list and not the endangered species list. Oh. He also offers turtle meat, bear tenderloin, and even python gallbladder. But it's $50,000 a pound for lion meat. I'm good. You wouldn't try that? If I were hungry and dying, I would eat you. That's interesting. But I'm not going to eat lion meat for fun. Okay. Even if it's $50,000. I just feel weird about lions. And although, listen, society has told me what animals I can and can't eat, which is kind of stupid. Right. And maybe we should eat no meat. I don't know. I love meat. Because like even that bear meat sounds very good. Yeah. But I wonder what the profit margin is on that 50000 I would assume it's okay, or he wouldn't do it. He also has to protect people's privacy, so it's, it's, it's probably pretty good. But it can't be cheap to get either, because there aren't a lot of lions. Right. And they have to go and kill lions for it, yeah. something there's not a lot of. So we had a barbecue once, and we cooked a lion leg. What? Mm. It's, it's when we lived in North Carolina, our neighbor was a chef, and his meat distributor got some lion and ended up saying hey I've got this lion if you want to try it and he liked to serve exotic things so he put it on his sign outside there's me serving lions or lion meat or something and the vegans in the area in Southern Pines were not having it and he ended up removing it or didn't want to get in trouble and so we hosted he's like can we grill it out at y'all's house I mean so many people showed up at our house because everybody wanted to try it I couldn't bring myself to try it why are you winking at me no, no, I couldn't. But but so many people showed up. They're like, we're just here to get a piece I mean, of like, the you know, we had a backyard grill. We had some panda. Everybody had a panda. It was fun. <laughs> it was wow. really random that, how it happened. Yeah. But shout out Jeff Warren. He took it oh. off the menu. And this, this, was year, this was years ago. And the meat distributor is the one that had it. I don't think he was doing anything it's illegal. It's illegal. I just said that. Right? I know, but it felt wrong. Yeah, it feels wrong. Did, even did, what did people say about the lion meat? It like chicken. Yeah, I think Probably. they liked it. tastes like chicken. They're right. like, okay, they just wanted to be able to say they had lion. Mm. It's probably just like the hind of a deer. Yeah, probably. It's all gamey. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> How, well, how'd you like it? 
That was elephant carcass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it was it? You can lie. If meat's cooked, you can lie and say whatever it is, pretty much. A North Carolina woman experienced an exploding fridge. Hmm. Her name's Lenore. She says she purchased the appliance past fall. When a tech came to check on a weird noise, they ordered a part for the freezer. Before the part came in, the fridge exploded, damaging Whoa. the stove, the walls, and the furniture. So this shouldn't happen, right? But just think, if you put out 500,000 refrigerators, one of them's going to explode. <laughs> you just don't want to have the one. This is a numbers game. One of them's going to explode. That's from WTAE. It doesn't sound like she was hurt, though. And that's really the good thing, right? Yeah, that's good. But if you can make that many fridges, <laughs> some of them ain't going to work, and one of them's going to blow up. A sister swallows a phone to win a fight with her brother. Needs a, needs a two-hour surgery. I struggle oh. swallowing pills sometimes. Yeah, a pill. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, some of the coatings on them are, like, real. It's like uh, there's, like, a texture to them that makes it hard to swallow. But I can't imagine this whole iPhone. Can you? Wow, Surely dude. Surely it was a tiny flip phone or Maybe. Something. Even the then. 18-year-old girl had to undergo emergency surgery. She swallowed the cell phone during a fight with her brother. Yeah, it's more like a tall Motorola type thing. But even then... Yeah. Like you said, pills are hard. <laughs> a phone would oh. be, like, impossible. The brother and sister were poorly fighting over a cell phone whenever the teen said, all right, I'm going to end this right now, and then she just swallowed it. <laughs> what the- on earth? <laughs> she couldn't just break it? Yeah, throw it out the window? something. Right. Chunk it. <laughs> Yeesh. Movies are more memorable than theaters. Yeah, you know the memories I had from watching Air the other day? Okay. This dude would not stop trying to figure out who the actors are out loud. I had freaking corn on the cob, Johnson next to me, eating food as loud as he's, I've ever heard a human eat food. <laughs> and then just, like, wet it right in my ear. That's so gross. But you're going to remember that forever. Exactly. And, That's and why it's memorable. You saw Big Kenny. I saw Big Kenny. That's right. Oh, that's a lot of memories you wouldn't have if you had it if you. I can see Big Kenny out everywhere, though. But <laughs> anyway, yes. Moviegoers, they're still going to go to the theaters for the most part. They say uh, this has to be some sort of movie propaganda from movie companies putting this out. Everybody would rather watch it at home. I don't know. Somebody said they saw Creed at the movie theater and it was awesome. And we saw it at home and it was like, it was all right. I need that sound system, though. I can imagine at the theater how loud those punches were. Yeah. Let's go over to Movie Mike. Movie Mike. I know you love the theater as much as I hate the theater. Your thoughts? I love the theater. It enhances the experience. It can make a decent movie even better. What about, I don't know, let me just randomly say, there's a guy named Corn on the Cobb Johnson who's eating next to you. It's so loud and it bothers you. No, I'm still good. That's part of it. That's the part I don't know. I'd rather watch it at home. All right, thank you, Mike. Don't listen to this podcast. Movie (laughs) Mike's movie podcast, piece of garbage. There are now professional water tasters. These are people who taste bottled waters like they're fine wines. Ooh. Explaining that the waters have a virginality. Interesting. Drinkability. Or there's a water level of protection that they can taste from its environmental surroundings. What is virginality? I would assume never been touched. (laughs) That's what I thought. Never been drank. I don't know, man. It hasn't been, like, recycled first. I don't know. How do you have baby water? Do you prefer a water over, like, is there one brand where you're oh, like, I'm going to tell you what, it's terrible. What's the fancy kind that's got a red, kind of red, red letters on a white label? What is Avion? Kill me. You want to know oh. what's terrible? I'm going to be thirsty. I'm going to die of thirst before I drink Avion. Oh, what's I like Avion. Terrible tasting water. Oh. Tastes like this. I'm going to give you guys what it tastes like via a sound. Oh. That's what Avion tastes like. Okay. It's terrible. First of all, it's too fancy. Second of all, it tastes like dookie. What's fancy about it? Just Avion? I only see it in fancy places. Really? It's at the gas station. Yeah, but you gotta go to the fancy uh, side of the gas station. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It is more expensive, yeah. Um, and then you have waters 
that are a little more acidic. What's the kind with the blue label? Smart water? Aquafina. 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 Very acidic. Oh. Like you're drinking. I could be a water taster. Wow, man. Like you're drinking and it kind of burns a little bit. Huh. Uh, Aquafina there. You're My- not drinking Sprite? <laughs> I'm Aquafina burns? I, I am colorblind. Now that you say that. <laughs> um, you know, I like uh, smart water's good because yeah. there's really, oh, yeah, the yeah. texture's good. You swallow it pretty easy. I like the bottle. Makes you more intelligent. You're like, what? The bottle. It's like real thin tall. and tall. Yeah. 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 Sounds, I like, sounds dirty. Um, <laughs> okay. There's these ones, I think they're called core, and I like it because the lid turns into um, a cup. Oh, that's like cool, that. too. I don't like core because it's too colorful. It feels, makes me feel like I'm drinking a lot of chemicals and a lot of dyes. What? Oh. It's clear. I know, but the, the outside of it. It tastes good. Mm. I just don't like all the colors. Well, whatever. I just like the little cup that it comes with. I don't know if that's meant to be a cup, but... Why would it, why, why do you need a cup if you have a bottle? You're drinking out of the bottle. <laughs> I know, but I like to pour point. it into the thing and like I'm taking... Why, in the why I, not I just pour right uh, down? That's no. a lot of effort. I, I drink water what? way faster if I drink it out of a measuring cup or a little cup like that. So <laughs> you take the time to unscrew the cap, pour it into the cap, and then drink it instead of drinking it straight from the bottle. Yes. Weirdest thing I've ever heard. That's pretty weird. A uh, 600-year-old Chinese teapot sells for $13 million bucks at an auction. Wow. Oh, oh. A 600-year-old teapot made for the Ming Dynasty Emperor has sold for $13 million. It's 9-inch. It's imperial blue. It was made between 1402 and 1424. There was a big bidding war between a telephone and an online buyer and sold for $13 million bucks. I'm looking at it. I've seen better. <laughs> Brand new? Yeah, I mean, looks old. Yeah. Uh, moving on, a dad catches an e-bike thief by using a daughter's Apple AirTag. Ooh. The tables have turned on a California bike thief who stole an e-bike from the wrong man's daughter. John Ehrman bought his kid a bike. It's very expensive. The bike was lifted from outside of her place, and uh, she took away the bike pedals, the wheel, and the battery. Remember we took the cover off the CD player on a car? Yeah. I got oh, one of those face. face. Yeah, I got one of those in college finally. I took his face off and I'd go in the house and I lost the face. <laughs> <laughs> Joke was on you. Yep, and then I just never could put it back on. No one ever stole the, the <laughs> CD player. I just lost the face. It was terrible. But she did put an air tag on the bike, which they had tracked to somebody's apartment. And then he got it. He came back, knocked on the door. He was like, I'm grabbing my daughter's bike. Boom. And then the crook was like, okay. And he just let him take it. That's awesome. That's from the New York Post. Finally, I do want to mention that shooting yesterday in Louisville, a lot of people died. And I think every time one happens, people want me to come on and give a big, uh, you know, uh, perspective. Very sorry that it happened. Like I said, I've said many times on the show, it is going to continue to happen because nobody is doing anything to change anything. Nobody's doing a single thing to change anything. I'm very sorry for the families that lost loved ones through this. And it just sucks. But I don't want to turn into the guy that every time there's one, I go, because if I do it all the time, it's not very effective at all, ever. But I'm, I'm very, very sorry to all of our listeners that live in Louisville, heck, in Nashville, heck, whatever city you're in. There's been a shooting there, probably. We're the only country where this happens. Literally, we're the only civilized country where this happens. We're the only country this happens. That is, this is just bizarre to me, but I guess... Hey, you guys fight what you want for one of what you want to fight for out there. But very sorry for all the families out there. Um, the old National Bank in downtown Louisville. Uh, another mass casualty incident. Lots of people died. Shooter. Very, very sorry. All right. Hate to end it like that, but that is your news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Midland, Texas. A woman went to Wingstop to pick up her online order. She said, oh, yeah, I'm here to pick up this order. 
And they said, okay, can we just see your credit card to verify? What do you mean you need to see my credit card? I guess, man, for all online orders, we... She goes berserk, causes $21,000 worth of damage in the uh, wing stop. What? Berserk as in like kicking stuff? Breaking stuff and just throwing oh, things man. and $21,000 in damage. And you know, if you work there, you ain't getting in on that. You're going to call the <laughs> cops, but if it ain't your store nah. and you're working at a wing stop. You just got to start, bo- the- start filming. Yeah, you just, okay, lady, do what you got to do. <laughs> wow. And she probably got the 21000 before the cops got there. Dang. Oh, Because I can't imagine stopping, I guess, unless you're tired. Like, your, your cardio is not good for, like, $30,000 worth of damage. Because I imagine you just go till they stop you. Yeah. So then she goes to jail. Yeah, she gets arrested, and she yeah. didn't get her wings. Mm. Oh, that's not good. Did she not have her credit card with her? Uh, it just didn't match the name of the online order. I guess whoever put the online order used a different name. I yeah. mean, that can be I, I would frustrating. Get mad. Yeah, I'll get mad yeah. at that, too. <laughs> but I ain't doing 21G. All right, is that it? Yeah, I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I love when they put out these country music power rankings. So Ion Nashville has released their latest power rankings, which is basically like, you know, top 10 in football, top 10 in basketball. Hardy at 10, Parker McCollum at number nine, Bailey Zimmerman at eight, Jelly Roll at seven. Nice little move up there by Jelly Roll. That's awesome. Cody Johnson at six, Kerry at five, Zach Bryan at four. Which he was going at it on Twitter this past weekend, going after Travis Tritt. Oh. That was pretty funny. Travis Tritt's an idiot. Travis Tritt block him too? I don't know. I've been blocked like seven <laughs> times, unblocked. Like, I love Travis Tritt's music, but <laughs> when it comes to like 100% ids, that's him. Uh, number three, Laney Wilson. Yeah. Morgan Wallen at two, Luke Combs at one. Now, I guess, I don't know though. It's tough to say one or the other on those. Luke Combs is doing stadiums, like playing Arlington with the Cowboys play. He's doing. Uh, here in Nashville, I think twice, Multiple, maybe. Yeah. Wow. But Morgan Wallen's album, I think, is still number one. And Luke Combs put out his album afterward, and it didn't eclipse Morgan Wallen's album. So I, that right there, that it's a one, two, one, two, two, one. I don't know. They're both right there, but they're the biggest stars in country music. I hope they don't rush to make a song together, because people are like, when are you gonna do a song together? Yeah, don't keep us waiting for a couple years. Because if you do it and it's not even that, it'll be a number one regardless. But you want it to be like a long lasting. It's got to be the, make it be the perfect song that makes all the sense more so than let's just get these two on a, on a track together, mm. you know? So there you go. Morgan Wallen at one. Here's who fell out of the top 10. Ashley McBride, Jordan Davis, and Chris Stapleton. And that, that writer is Hank Scorpio. So those are your April rankings. Anybody left off that you think should be on there? I think it pretty much is. Uh, I mean, how is Kane Brown not on there? Oh, that's a good question. Like, Five or six. Oh, yeah, true. I a beef with Hank Scorpio, a writer I've never even <laughs> met in my life. I think Kane Brown gets passed over unfairly a lot of times. But other than that, you say Lainey? She's a three. Oh, she, oh, okay. I didn't, yeah. oh. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> there she is. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'd say Luke Combs. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. okay. What That's about Morgan Wallen? No, thank you for listening. Oh, <laughs> and to you out there, thank you for listening as well. <laughs> thank you. See you tomorrow. Goodbye, friends. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.